peace, family. Assalamualaikum. Uh, it's Friday. Oh, not Friday. <laughs> it's Thursday, September 9th. We back in the building with another episode of Tech Building Podcast. When the devil tries to keep you down, you always show up with the strategy. I pray everybody's doing well today. It's a nice little rainy day in Delaware, so it's nice and cool. I'm appreciating that. It's like summer just went away real quick. I'm not mad at that. <clears throat> the last week or so, two weeks, it's been nice and cool outside. Um, But today... Hopefully it's not too controversial. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not. Uh, I don't get beat up too much uh, for for this topic. But there are obviously two big album releases uh, recently. Uh, last week, I believe um, we had Donda and we had Certified Lover Boy. Um, so I'm going to start with the with the Drake offering Certified Lover Boy. Um. And I'll just get right into it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot to cover, so I'll get right into it. So the first thing I'm going to just start with, um, the album cover. <sighs> maybe I guess maybe I should say this first because I, I don't I don't want it to seem like, I, I, you know what I mean? The, the easiest or like one of the quickest things people do is, from what I've experienced, is put your perspective in a box. And what I mean by in a box um, meaning not necessarily negative per se, but putting it in a way in which makes sense to them. You know what I mean? So if you're talking to somebody and you're like, okay, well, Tone's a Drake hater or Tone don't, he just don't like Drake or, you know what I mean? Uh, something along those lines. It allows for my, per the, my perception to be put in a way that is understandable. You know what I'm saying? It's not coming from a place of, I feel like when you do that, when a person does that, anybody does that, it's that means you're not, you're marginalizing the person's opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, of course you feel like that because you don't like this person. Well, of course you feel like that because this person doesn't appeal to you. You know what I mean? Um, when it comes to hip hop, especially, I really listen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? From the Jay-Z, Styles P, you know what I'm saying? To the Vince Staples, the Earl Sweatshirts. You know what I mean? To the Smoke Dizzas, the uh, Griselda, you know what I mean? Rick Ross, Southern rappers like Lil Wayne, you know what I mean? B.O.B., T.I. I mean, the list really goes on. Uh, I mean, obviously, I listen to a lot of UK music. Dave, uh, Little Sims, Kano, you know what I mean? Um, Skepta, you know what I'm saying? It's big one, heady one. I can keep going down the line. So it's like my hip-hop preference or taste I really just love hip-hop music. You know what I mean? I love the genre. I really appreciate really any kind of offering. Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I, I don't have a, a certain type of hip-hop where I'm like, I just don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? So, when it comes to Drake, I used to rock out with Drake big time. You know what I'm saying? The So Far Gone. Uh, Light Up with Jay-Z, Fireworks, I believe Alicia Keys on that song, Fancy, you know what I'm saying? Take Care, Underground Kings, one of my favorite songs. Uh, what other song, Rick Ross, I can't remember the name. I think it's Lord Knows, something like that. Um, Crew Loves, one of my favorite songs, you know what I mean? Um, Tuscan Leather off of Never Never Was the Same, I believe. Pound Cake's a great song, you know what I mean? So I was like, I have a lot of Drake songs that I like. I don't dislike Drake. You know what I'm saying? I, I I really, really, really don't. And I just feel like today 
when you speak negatively in a consistent fashion against somebody say, okay, well, you don't, you just don't like them. You know what I'm saying? I, I really have, that's really one of my biggest pet peeves because I don't think like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't think like that at all. You know what I mean? I, when I listen to a song, I take it. Okay. And this, I think this is a good, uh, also starting point. My, the way I judge a song or in, in, in particular, how I judge a hip hop song, I really take it from ground zero. Excuse me. And what I mean by that is when I hear the song, I'm I'm taking in all the different elements of the song from level from level zero. So it could be a, a, a like a two or three sound beat. It could be a, like a Kanye hit boy type of complex beat. You know what I mean? You could be super lyrical. You could be like a project pat. I'm taking it from the bottom floor. You know what I mean? So when I hear the beat, it's like, okay. Then when I hear the, the lyrics, it's like, I'm, I'm building it up. I'm not, I never come into, I never go into listening to an album or an artist with any expectation. So now with that being said, maybe expectation is not uh, the right word. I would say preconceived notion, like whether I'm going to like it, whether I'm not going to like it. Maybe I think when I listen to, um, like when I listen to J. Cole, I know I'm going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, um, but I will, I will say this, and I, I got this really from battle rap. Um, everybody has their own, let's say scale, or everybody has their own range, if you will. You know what I mean? So when I'm listening to Loaded Lux, I know Loaded Lux's, I would say, pen or ability, complexity or whatnot is very high. You know what I'm saying? I know that it's very, very high. So when I'm listening to Loaded Lux, I'm listening to Lux with that type of ear. I'm listening for the entendres. I'm listening for the different cadences. I'm listening for the bars and the bars. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening for all those kind of things. When I'm listening to Tay Rock, who's one of my favorite battle rappers of all time, I know that Tay Rock's range is not the same. I know it's not on that level. You know what I mean? So I'm listening to Tay Rock for what Tay Rock can offer. You know what I mean? So I do have expectation because I'm because I know the artist. You know what I'm saying? So I know Loaded Lux is not gonna come out there with no, you know what I'm saying, level one type rhymes. He's gonna come with level, you know what I'm saying, seven, eight, nine, ten type rhymes. You know what I mean? So I'm not, so I am expecting level nine, seven, eight, nine, ten type of bars from Lux, but that's not to me. It's not a negative because that's what he does. That's the level that he's he's performed at. That's what he's known for. That's what he's he's going to bring to the table more times than not. So to expect that is really I'm just expecting somebody to be themselves, and that's really the biggest part of how I judge an album or how I judge an offering. You're being yourself. So now with that being said, I like to hear different types of growth. You know what I'm saying? Now it doesn't mean that you gotta go from when you 20, you gotta be you rapping about women and parties and clothes, and when you're 30, you gotta be rapping about revolution and all this type of stuff like that. It's, it's not like that. I just wanna hear that your content, whether it be battle rap or music, is not just the same. You're not rapping the same, you're not offering the same types of of schemes and bars like you're just showing a natural type of growth 
and it don't got to be drastic. Like I said, you don't got to go back 10 years ago to now and hear two different types of Tay Rocks, for example. You know what I mean? I just, I've just seen that with Tay Rock from the time that he started to now, his bars and his ability has grown. He's done, he's done, you know what I'm saying? He's going from one point to another. So when I, when I hear like, like older artists like a Fabulous or, you know what I mean, Jadakiss, you could tell their music has grown and changed over the times. So I do expect for there to be a certain level of growth. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to comment on before we get, before we really get into the nuts and bolts of the Drake album, I, I watched the Joe Budden, uh, podcast, the review of what they did uh, on, on the Drake release. And so they were talking about comparing artists to themselves. Excuse me. And the brother Ice was saying that he doesn't, he compares when somebody drops an album or releases a project he compares them to what they do. You know what I mean? And he keeps it, so to speak, in a vacuum like that. So it's like when Kanye drops, I'm comparing your release to what Kanye has done. So if I give your album a five or a six or a 10, it's in comparison strictly to what you have released. That's what the brother, you know what I'm saying? That was his perspective on um, releases. You know what I'm saying? And the brothers, like Joe Budden and the other brother was kind of like rebuttal. it's like, you're kind of setting the table for now. If So he was saying, like one brother was saying, I believe the brother name was Ish. He was saying that if LeBron drops a 40-point game, 40-point, 10 rebound, maybe 10 assists, something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, that was cool. But then, like, if Andre Iguodala does it for you, you know what I'm saying, whatever, then it's like, yo, Andre Iguodala went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Now... This is my perspective on comparing somebody to themselves because I, I definitely do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm comparing you to what the caliber of what you do. But then on the ba- on the other end of that, the back end of that, the, the, and the totality of that, I'm comparing it to what's going on in your environment. You know what I'm saying? So like if LeBron drops a 40 point triple double, that's still a, that's still a banging game. Like he really, he still snapped. You know what I'm saying? He got 45, 10 and 10. That's a fantastic game. The result of the game, now this is going too far in the basketball analogy, but the result of the game plays more into LeBron's, uh, I would say, effect because he's of that caliber. You know what I'm saying? But all for the basketball analogy. I go back, so I do compare you to yourself, but then I'm also looking at, okay, what is this amongst the rest of the meta, so to speak, what else, everything else is going on. So I like to compare artists to themselves because I think that's natural to do so. But I think I still juxtapose it to everything else that's still going on. So I'm not going to give another, let's just say for for the sake of these two artists, Kanye and Drake, who are at the top, I'm not going to give a lesser artist more kudos for doing something because they were better than themselves than the last album. So I can't sit back and say West Side Gun album is a nine because he did the best for himself, but Drake album is is a five because oh, I really wasn't feeling his Drake like that. Now I feel like my scale is way is like it's too drastically different. You know what I'm saying? Um so those are the component, those are some of the components, some of the components that I use to judge an album from a macro perspective. I do compare yourself to you, but then I also look back and I also look at everything else that's going on in the culture. Um, 
I go into it with the expectation of you're going to be you. And I expect that for there to be some type, shape, or form of growth. Me as a chef, when I was cooking 10 years ago to now, is you could you could see a difference. You feel what I'm saying? My my ability is more refined. Um and so yeah, that that was really my um so I I want I got one more um side note that I want to get into just again to lay the groundwork, to lay the foundation for what I'm gonna be getting into. I would like to know, and this Google for anybody, I would like to know what are we doing? <laughs> Shout out to the, the original name of the podcast. What are we doing podcast? What are we doing with the ghostwriting element of Drake's uh, career? Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. It's like, what are we doing with that part of Drake's career and i have to say it because I'm, I'm saying it like this i wish i could have asked the brothers on the joe button podcast because they're like in industry and things like that so i feel like they would have had a good perspective to give on my opinion i mentioned before about the take care with the weekend you know what i'm saying you got the quentin millers you got the party next doors and you know what I'm saying? all these different types of elements in drake's um music allegedly or unalleged i'm not even saying we heard the reference track whatever the case may be um drake even made a mention to um now, was that, was, I don't think that was on his album. I think that was on the Duppy Freestyle. He was talking about Quentin Miller was working at Kroger double time. He was, he was like, he said he was he was working at Kroger doing double time. Y'all acting like he made the board, but I was just trying to help the guy. Something like that. Um, If we're sitting back and we're saying, and I say we because I'm just like, if this is the standard of the culture, I'm just about to so I said tech building podcast, like tech building. How are we handling this part as a culture? Excuse me. What are we doing with this element in the culture? You feel what I'm saying? If we're looking at Drake's what whatever the case may be, however we want to put it, the style stealing, you know what I'm saying, or the style imitating like he from the UK, he from Jamaica, he like just Joe Butter say from Croatia, you know what I'm saying? Like and then the ghostwriting reference tracks, people doing the song. We and we're taking we're taking that and we're putting there, we're saying, okay, I don't care about that. That's a problem for me. You know what I'm saying? Because that to me goes against being an artist, especially in hip hop, where lyricism, the lyrics of your music are most important in R&B. It's about the voice and like different types of genres of music like jazz, rock and roll, things like that. It's more about the instrumentation. In hip hop, it's primarily about what you're saying. So if you are, even what he said to Pusha T, I think on a W freestyle, he was like, pretty much telling Pusha T, you just tell him what you knew, not what you did. You feel what I'm saying? So if you are, Getting these songs, getting these, you know what I'm saying, references built, you know what I'm saying, from these other people, how can I hold you to a high level of being an artist? How can I do that? And with me, everything results in necessarily a question. Because in my mind, I understand the principle of hip-hop. One of them is originality. Got to be original. If you are taking songs, taking lyrics, taking styles from other people, 
I can't hold you at that high level. Now, we're saying that, if we're saying as a culture, all right, we don't care about that. Everybody does that. Again, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody can sell drugs, but if you get caught, you don't get to take everybody else down with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, there's a word for that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a principle that goes against that. You feel what I'm saying? So I would just like to know what are we doing with the that element of Drake's career. It's almost like the Patriots with the cheating. Like, it's almost like because the Patriots were so successful, Tom Brady was so successful, we don't necessarily care about the fact that they were caught cheating multiple times. They were actually penalized from the NFL for bending the rules, breaking the rules of competitiveness, cheating. I don't understand how we overlook that when we're going back and we're talking about the legacy of the the Patriots, Tom Brady, and the, and the coach. You know what I'm saying? So in my, in my world, my reality, this is how I break it down. It's like wrestling or acting, or like, you know, in a movie. I don't know if you live this lifestyle or you don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't. There's no way for us to really know unless you know these people personally. But if you're, if you're and like in wrestling, if you are making it believable enough, I can rock with it. You know what I'm saying? I can... I can I can go along with it. People say, yo, so how you like Rick Ross, who's a correctional officer? Excuse me. First off, that was a job. Secondly, is this is wrestling. I don't know any of these people. But Rick Ross' character has sold me enough to say, okay, I like what he's saying. Now, more things come out and expose Rick Ross, then it'll be it'll be different. When Quavo got his chain snatched as a big Migos fan, I was like, okay, wow, yeah, I'll talk about the I'm saying y'all doing this, this and that in the street, but somebody take your chance. It's a different story. Then Quavo released the song. He was talking about breaking it down. Okay, heard that. You addressed it. So I carry, I keep the same energy for anybody that I I, I like. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to stop right there and and talk about that for a moment. That's in my top three biggest pet peeves. That's in my top three biggest pet peeves. Probably not even three. It's probably it's got to be two or one. I don't like when people or we as a culture don't keep the same energy. And what I mean by that is we don't. Our principles are not consistent across the board. And generally speaking, or in this particular context, when it comes to people that we like. I like Murder Mook. When he said that you're more hypocritical than a dying hippopotamus, that's trash. Even though it made sense. I get it. That's trash. You feel me? Um, I like Migos when when on one of the songs off the um Rich N-Word timeline where he had they had a song called Move, and Quavo was like, he made the moon sound like a cow saying move like that. That's trash. I don't like that. I'm not going to make an excuse or I'm not going to just sweep it under the rug because I like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a fan of your music or I'm a fan of your acting or whatever the case may be. So I don't, I'm just not a fan of not keeping the same energy. If somebody released, you know what I'm saying? This information that Jay-Z had all of these albums, like let's just say Biggie wrote, 
uh, Reasonable Doubt, let's just say that, or Biggie wrote 10 songs of Reasonable Doubt. That would change the perspective of how I look at Jay-Z. And that, that goes without saying. You know what I mean? So when it comes to Drake and this element of his career, my just question is, what are we doing? And the last and last note I want to say on that is, and this is not even necessarily to the LGBTQI community, but we as a culture, when we seen Lil Wayne kiss baby in the mouth, we was like, yo, this, it, this is Wayne, we rocking with it. You know what I'm saying? And and I want to just draw attention. I'm saying we, even if that's not my particular, my own personal feeling towards it, that's the general consensus in the culture, which I'm a part of. So I say we. So we let it rock. We gave it a pass. So then when Young Thug came out wearing a dress, you know what I'm saying, wearing a Hooter shirt, blah, blah, blah. He's doing the whole nine yards. We was killing them in the culture at a point in time. We, we, was, we, were, we were criticizing Young Thug for that. We can't criticize somebody that when it was our turn, when it was somebody that we liked, we let it rock. The same thing with LeBron uh, going to Miami. I'm not going to criticize KD for then going to Golden State. If LeBron James is the king, if he's the number one player in the world, he's he's number one or two all undisputed all time in the history of the NBA, and you go to another superstars team, anybody can do it. You're setting the precedent. The precedent now has, has shifted. So I'm not going to criticize anybody else that comes behind it and does that. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm just saying all that to say when it comes to Drake and this element of ghostwriting and style stealing, and we are okay with that, that's an issue for me in, in, in my personal opinion because that goes against the principle of hip-hop. But at least we'll be laying, we'll, you know what I'm saying, we'll be coming to some type of understanding because from my in my reality, that takes away from a level of authenticity that I get from your music. And so I'll, I'll pause that right there. And so let's now get into the album. So first off, I was not a fan of the album cover. Certainly not a fan, really, really at all. Like, when I first seen the album cover, like, it was floating around a few days before the album released. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's just to get people talking. You know what I'm saying? That's to get, it's going to be going around all over social media. You know what I'm saying? People going to be talking about it. But that's not going to be the actual album cover. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I grew up, I was born in 89. So, it's like, I grew up in the time where it's like, yo, your album cover actually, like, it, it, it meant something. Because when people was going to buy CDs. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen it, I'm like, okay, it's just a troll. It's not going to be the raw album cover. So then when the album, when I got up that day, I, I forget the, the exact release. It was like last Friday or something like that. So I get up on Friday and I see that. And I'm like, this album cover is trash. Like, why would he do that? Now the brother was like, and I, I do want to, I do want to sidestep this real quick. This is going to be a little bit longer because I have a lot of things to break down with, with the Drake album because 
it's just I I don't want the I don't want there to be controversy. You know what I'm saying? I want that I want it to just be clear. Brother was like, um, on the Joe Budden podcast, brother was like, yeah, Drake can do that. His album's called Certified Lover Boy. You got these emojis of women pregnant on the cover. That makes sense. He didn't say that exact part, but he was like, that was what he was like alluding to. I'm not going to bend my opinion or my perspective based on what is acceptable to others. And when I say others, I mean generally speaking. We live in a world today (laughs) where anything goes. You know what I'm saying? You got, um, what's bro name? Little Nas X with the pregnancy pictures and all that. Like everything in this world is just, is upside down, inside out. You feel what I'm saying? So when you see certain things, you can, I mean, it's in scripture, the devil makes evil fair seeming. That's in the Holy Quran. That's a part of the tact, the, the tactics of Satan. You know what I'm saying? To make, when you're doing evil, make it seem fair. Make it seem like, oh, it's all right. You can do that. Whatever God say do, the devil say, no, whatever God say don't do, the devil say, yeah, you can do that. That's the world that we're living in where anything goes. So when you see certain things that you might be like, okay, no, I'm not feeling that. Or maybe not even not feeling, but it's like, okay, that's a little different shock factor, so to speak. You can go in your mind and you start rationalizing it. You're like, well... Okay, doing this and this for that purpose. Okay, cool. No. We have to have integrity as, excuse me, we have to have integrity as the consumers because we set the tone for the culture. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said, uh-huh, he said on a, uh, on, a, on, a, on a comedy joint, he said, if a, if a brother could, could have, have a woman in a cardboard box, he'd do that. He only buys expensive clothes, expensive home and cars because that attracts women. So it's like we're so pretty much just saying it's like the consumer sets the tone for what the producer produces. So if we are if we make certain things acceptable, then it's like and then we make we allow our rationale to go down dark roads, so to speak we begin to make acceptable these things that are just drastically too far outside of the box. We're talking about Drake, who I believe is, last time I seen him, 34 years old. With an album cover of all emojis. First thing you might be like, well, okay, it's 2021. People are like, we got to stop doing that. We have to set a standard. Anything can't just go in our culture. I'll, I'll move on from that. So not not a fan of the album cover at all. Um, okay, so then getting into the song. So I listened to the Drake album. I think I listened to it three full times. Yeah, I would say I listened to it three full times. I'm going to go down the track list real quick. 
Champagne poetry, I was a big fan of the sample. I'm not going to imitate it. I felt like I was real quick, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to imitate it. But big fan of the beat on the on, on champagne poetry joint. I really like that a lot. I got, yeah, so I'll, I'll say it here. This is where, again, the authenticity element comes into play when it comes to Drake's lyrics. So I'm, I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Styles P, big fan of Styles P. One of the things, or we, we could say even also Jadakiss, I'm a big fan of. One of the things that is attractive about Jadakiss or Styles P's bars is that we there's a certain texture of authenticity that comes along with it. So when they're talking about the streets, when they're talking about certain types of movements and the lifestyle they live, we are, we can connect the authenticity behind it. So it gives it a little bit of a different type of energy because we know that this is a type of lifestyle, this is the type of uh, element that this person is bringing with authenticity behind it. I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't say that on this song. I don't I don't think he did, but he said. He said people want to start the beef and then keep it wrapped still. Something along those lines. Drake, you don't actually really want smoke with real rappers. Duck the Joe Budden smoke. You did the Duppy freestyle to the to the Pusha T. I guess that got that got it started. Pusha T did the story of Addy Don. Yo, you went, you hid. You went all in on Meek Mill. Meek Mill not really a lyricist. Meek Mill not one of them guys when it come to bars. Duck the Kendrick smoke. I remember what I heard Kendrick say on the BET Cypher. Tuck the sensitive rapper back in his pajama clothes. And Drake didn't say nothing to that. I was like, okay, I'm good. He don't want no real smoke with somebody that is real. So when you, when, when, so when, it's like, okay, now we we in we in the street or whatever. And somebody, <laughs> I said, yo, it's like, think about like with Tay Rock. It's like, Tay Rock always almost about to fight somebody. <laughs> he been in the most almost fights out of anybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like a person being in the street. They always get ready to start a fight. But when, when the person that they want to fight come outside, they not outside. But then when the person that they wanted to fight is gone, they back out. The other person's back outside and they're talking crazy. We are, are we, are we giving that person, like, are we rocking out with that? We're not going to look at this person and be like, bro, you didn't want no smoke with a son when he was outside. Why are you talking crazy? So when I hear Drake say certain, like, certain lines like that, again, a line he had, um, on the, on, I believe this was on, I think this was 7 a.m. on the, on the bridal path. But he said, no, this could have been on the first track. I'm sorry if I don't remember exactly. But he said, imitation is not flattering. It's annoying to me. Bro, you imitate a lot of people's sound. So when you imitate people, is it all right? 
But when people imitate you, it's not. This is what I'm saying. Like now, when I'm when I'm listening to your music, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, <laughs> Claude on on Life, where he's like, when when Ray pulled out his dad's watch, his pocket watch, he was like, "Who you steal it from?" <laughs> because he understands. He like, you know, Ray's a pickpocket. He up here trying to. He's like a scammer. He's trying to get low. You know what I'm saying, get rich quick scheme. So when he see this nice watch, he's like, "Yo, who you steal it from?" So like that's kind of like how I am. Where it's like. When I hear a Drake song, when I hear like a, a, a melody or, um, you know what I'm saying, lyrics, I'm like, all right, who are you stealing from? Unfortunately, that's the position that you put people in when you have the type of allegations against your career come to come to the surface. And that's why I ask, what are we doing with that? It's like, because if we're sweeping it under the rug, that's a head scratcher. Because we like Drake? Because we fans of Drake? Come on, man. We can't do that. I'm not doing that. I tell people all the time, I wish that what the Giants did, I wish like Green Bay did it. Or, you know what I'm saying, like some other team did it. Because then when I talk about it, it's not looked at like, oh, yeah, here go Tony. He's a Giants fan, so of course it's what he, he, he going to always go to it. I wish it was another team because then I would just change the perspective. I would imagine. So those little, like little lines like that, it just it pulls me out of being immersed into your into your sound, because I'm like, hold on, what? Like I said, when I when you and Quavo got his chain snatched, you see it on camera, and then you go back and listen to them talk about, yo, you try to touch me, I'm, a, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna do this, boom, boom, boom. You're like, hold on a second, bro. It took Quavo to make the song addressing what happened before I'm like, okay, I heard you, bro. You got it. Then we are, right, now we back on regularly scheduled programming. You know what I mean? So that element is was a was a big, was it's an overarching thing for me when it comes to Drake's music. The authenticity. I'm not, I'm it's hard for me to get into your character because these things have they're detractors for me. But even still, when I go into and I listen to a song, I'm still listening to it like, okay, I want to hear if it's going to be a banger. What lines that I like, I believe this was on, excuse me, I believe this was on 7 a.m. on the bridal path. He said, no, 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 this is on No Friends in Industry, I believe, where he said, my mom, he said, my mom used to be on disability. Then she gave me disability. Now she walking with her back straight. That's fire. That's hard. That's connection to Drake's life that I can see. Hard. I like when Drake says things like that. Also, he said on, um, on The Remorse, which I think is my favorite song on the album, he said... The pain is just a place where I go to get the bar still. Hard. I make the connection with that. I can I can get with that. But when you say things on like champagne poetry, it's like I don't see nobody above me or something to that effect. I'm like, Jay-Z? Come on, bro. 
that it just doesn't resonate. You know what I'm saying? We got like I I'm I I'm a, I feel like I'm a person that I gotta hold people to a standard. Okay. So Poppy's home. I'm I wasn't really a big fan of that. When he's talking about um juniors and things of that nature, I'm like, really, who is Drake's junior? But okay, I'm, I like somebody else could tell me that. I, I'm 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 ready to hear that. Who's Drake's junior in the music game? I'm I'm ready to hear that. Um I wasn't really wasn't a big fan of that. <sighs> girls want girls. Not a fan of that song. I, I I'm just gonna say this and I'm 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 gonna close it up on on this song. Uh, no, okay, I'll go ahead and say this point. This is why I say like, that's why I jokingly say CLB is for Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Or like Drake is for Instagram. <laughs> because a lot of things that Drake might say sounds good on Instagram or sounds good in a social media type of form. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big controversy. I don't, I don't, let me not say big controversy like I'm bigging myself up, but a controversial take that I might have that a person could say that I have is controversial is I consider Drake to be the McDonald's of music. Now, from in my reality, is that a shot at Drake? I have to think about it. The reason why I have to think about it is because McDonald's is uber successful. You know what I'm saying? But I, so I would say in my reality, I would say, yes, it is because, I mean, we all know that McDonald's not good for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's really like not even, not even considered food. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I consider Drake to be the McDonald's of music is because all junk foods, but this is why I say Drake is McDonald's because McDonald's is probably the most ubiquitous fast food brand name in the world. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like kudos behind that. You know what I'm saying? But when you have, so it's like when you have McDonald's or you have whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever these like fast food or you know what I'm saying? Cheese poofs and all that. It's really only stimulating one part of the body and that's really the brain you're getting the hedonic or you're getting the reward feeling when you have a, a, a Twinkie or, you know what I'm saying? A slice of pizza, piece of chocolate. Oh man, yeah, this chocolate tastes great. Makes you feel good. This chocolate milkshake makes you feel really good. In my brain. But when it goes into your body, how it, how it treats your body is bad. It's like all bad, really. If we're really being, if we're being honest about it, it's really all bad. And so people call it like guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure is I like Chick-fil-A. So it's like, I know that it's bad, but I really enjoy it. So it's really just a mental thing. So the reason why I consider Drake's music that is really because that's what his music and my perspective, that's what it does.
when he says, is that on, is that what on Girls Want Girls? Where he says, I might come, I might, I said, we said, I might go, or he said something like that. I may come, or I may not go, and he's like singing it. I don't know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? He's like singing it. That just, it makes you feel good. It don't really necessarily mean anything. It's not necessarily tied to anything, you know what I'm saying? But when he says it, it's like, I feel good about that. It's like McDonald's french fries. That's the easiest parallel that I can I can consider when you're doing, like, when you get a, 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 a fresh batch of McDonald's fries and they're nice and crispy and they're salty and whatnot, oh, it's great. This is why I, I, I go back and forth more than that as a shot because McDonald's fries taste amazing. But what is it actually doing? Is it actually food? Is it serving a type of purpose other than the stimulation of the reward center of the brain? So that, that's how I feel about songs like Girls Want Girls. Like, I don't like it because what type of message are you really sending? That's a whole nother aspect of the conversation. You got to read Brother Wesley's book, The Pop Plot, The... Um, weaponization of, of hip-hop. How music is really being used to steer our people. But again, I don't... that That's that's a whole other element of the conversation. So that's why I consider Drake to be the McDonald's of music because, one, the artificial undertones of his music based on the style stealing, based on the ghostwriting, you know what I'm saying? That element, and then he he says things like on on um on what is it on knife talk he says something something poppy outside got the Rolls Royce droppy outside check the weather's looking real oppy outside that doesn't make sense it's artificial it's a French fry. You know what I'm saying? It's a McFlurry. As soon as you're done with that McFlurry, you're like, man, why'd I eat all that? You know what I'm saying? So, moving on. I don't understand how you have a song that said, that talks about girls want girls, and you have a song called In the Bible. Turning up, what did it say? Turning up every day, girl, don't say that in the Bible. I believe that's how the, one of the parts of the song go. Drake, what do you mean? Again, when you're saying that, it just sounds good. I would say it sounds good to an untrained ear. That's what I would say. People that people that that's appealing to, we are we are not like you. Know what I'm saying I'm, I'm, I want to say this respectfully. We don't mind having our perception dumbed down. Or we're voluntarily dumbing down our perception to enjoy something that we know is not that quality. Moving on to the next song. The first, I'm going to say this, the first time I listened to the album, 
like I said, when I first got up on Friday, I put the album on. I actually had to turn it off after the fourth song. I was just like, yo, this is just, it doesn't sound good. But I knew everybody was going to be listening to it, so I, had to, I knew I was going to do this review. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to get through it. So later that day, I was on a drive, and I went ahead, and I, um, I put it back on. So we got Love All with Jay-Z. <sighs> I'm a big Jay-Z fan, so hopefully, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go. But, I mean, I thought Jay-Z's verse was good. I'm going to put that out. I'm going to say that from the rip. Like, Jay-Z's verse was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was like he was angry, and I was like a little funny-ish. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like, it was like, a, it was like a C-tier Jay-Z verse, I feel like. I would say, I would say a nice C-tier, solid C. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think the song was a banger. I, didn't, I like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like Light Up. wasn't like Pound Cake. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't think it was a banger. I, I really, I thought the song was kind of low grade. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. And moving on. Fair Trade, popular song. Um, I thought, I like Travis Scott. I like when the beat switched up on the, on the Travis Scott part. Excuse me. I thought that was really good. Um, not really a big fan of the song. I've been losing friends and making and, and gaining peace. Sound like a fair trade to me. Okay, Drake, you got it. That sound that sounds cool. I, I can rock with that. Again, that's a, that's a nice uh, caption. I rock with it. Not not a huge fan of the song, but but good though. I would say that's like that's that might be like a nice C plus uh C plus tier, tier song on the album. Um. And then, all right, way too sexy. Now, first of all, I got to say, the video is hilarious. I, I'm late to the party on this, but Drake's funny, like, comedic style of music videos, I think is awesome. I think I think Drake is definitely funny. I think he got a nice charismatic, uh, charismatic uh, personality. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the video. You know what I'm saying? I, I cracked up the whole time. I thought the Kawhi Leonard part was a little bit... I'm pretty sure awkwardness was intended... But I feel like even with the intention, I, I still think it was a little still too awkward. You know what I'm saying? But still, all in all, a hilarious, hilarious video. Um, I really enjoyed the video a lot. Um, but that being said, the song, I really felt like was trash. The song was bad. I'm Too Sexy for This Lean. The I'm Too Sexy's on the song were just weird. Um... <laughs> Young Thug's verse, weird. You know what I mean? Just not, yo, like, just not feeling the song really honestly and truly at all. You know what I'm saying? That that song was very, very bad. Moving on. TSU. Mm, I'm trying to think of the proper way to really say it. I think this is what he was saying. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think this is what he was saying. We used to make, we used to make porns back in the day, we used, or something like that. We used to make porns. Now you got morals and s. So it's kind of like you're making fun of a person, or you're kind of mocking a person for having morals. I like, I like some of the melodies in the song. I appreciated that. Um, I, th I thought the song was okay. 
pipe down. I feel like it, that was cool. I I, I enjoy I enjoyed again the melody of that song, the melodies that were in that song. I thought that was good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> Yeba's heartbreak, I thought was good. I agree with Joe Butter when he said, um, "You gotta let it go a little bit longer." I, I rocked out with that. Uh, no friends in industry, probably my second favorite song on the album. I'll probably say yeah. Oh no, 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 it's my third favorite. You only live twice. My second favorite song. But the thing about no friends in the industry, <laughs> the thing about no friends in the industry is I'm like. Didn't you meet Wayne and Nicki Minaj in the industry? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm like, okay, Dre, you know what I'm saying? And then like my bro Dre, like, he'll just be like, he'll just put the owl emojis in the group chat. I'm just like, okay, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, we don't hold our favorites to any type of standard. Okay, moving on. But yeah, no friend, no friends in the industry. I really enjoyed the beat. Um, I like I said, I think that was a song where he had the my my mom used to be on disability. Gave me disability. Now she walked with her back straight. Very, very fire line from Drake. You know what I'm saying? Very, I think it was a good song. Knife Talk was very bad. Except for Project Pat. Project Pat, yo, that's one of, again, one of my favorite parts on the album. Yo, and how Project Pat does that little thing at the end where he uses the, the where he does his voice like that. Then like, you hear like 21 Savage try to do it. It's like, bruh, Leave that to the brother that is the professional at it. It sounds weird when you do it. And then 21 Savage says, Chopper hit him, turn him to a booty clapper. Like, what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, of course, the oppie outside, that's just not good. You know what I'm saying? 7 a.m. on the bridal path. Really enjoyed the beat. Really enjoyed the vibe of this song a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, I enjoyed a good amount of the lyrics on this song as well. Um, I really feel like this was this was uh, in my in my top five favorite songs on the album for sure. I I enjoyed that song. Uh, Race my mind again. Nice melody. I really appreciated that. Um, trying to get into the message behind it a little bit. I really wasn't connecting with it 100, but melody melody was pretty good. Uh, Fountains with, with Thames, really enjoyed it. That's, again, in my top five. Really, really enjoyed that song. I like, I like the, like, if Drake made an album with songs like this, I, I'd probably really be a, a really big fan of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's just, he's singing, it's got a nice sound to it. This feature was great. I, I really enjoyed everything about, um, this song, Real Tough. I have nothing negative to say about it. Um, Get Along Better. I thought I liked this song on the first listen. Not a fan of it after on the second and third listen to really to keep it a hundred. You know what I mean? Um, get along better with your friend. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody be like, okay, Tony, you didn't. All right, yeah, I'll touch on every person. Be like, all right, Tony, you ain't never experienced nothing like that. I tell people all the time, like, you don't have to experience something to be able to empathize or to be able to connect with it. And a, an example that I use is we didn't experience chattel slavery but we can connect with what it felt like. We can empathize with what it felt like. We weren't there, but we can empathize with it. You know what I'm saying? So then again, moving on. Yo, you only live twice. In my opinion, my opinion, I think Ross had the best verse on the album. 
if not top two. I mean, because the remorse, uh, first on the remorse was hard. You know what I'm saying? So if a person put that in the top two or three, I'm not mad at that at all. But Rick Ross, Patty LaBelle, who thought we would have sell pies? Like, yo, he really, Ross, Ross went in on that. You know what I'm saying? Drake's verse was, I had to F a lot of girls to get a baby like this. I don't, I don't know what we're doing with that. What are we doing with that? You know what I'm saying? Somebody let me know. You know what I'm saying? Um, Little Wayne's verse, good. I, I like Little Wayne's verse. Was it my favorite Wayne or was it something that I go back and I'm, I'm looking forward to when I hear the song? Not really. Not really, you know what I'm saying? Not really looking forward to that Little Wayne verse like that. Mm, not really. It was cool though. It was, it was good. It was good Wayne. All right, respectfully. I am Y2, respectfully. This was the worst song on the album to me. Well, I would probably say second behind Too Sexy, respectfully. I know my bro Dre is a big Cuddy fan. And I, yo, I, I love Cuddy as well. Not to the extent that the people that I know that like Cuddy, but I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Kid Cuddy. This song was really, really, really not good. It, it was a hard, every time I got to this song on the, as I'm listening to it, it was just difficult to hear. Respectfully. Effing fans, not noteworthy. I'm just going to skip ahead. And um, the remorse. Man, this again, this is the, when Drake has certain things like this in his songs, I like. I just appreciate this when you when you're giving me real tangible elements of Drake. It's not just, you know what I'm saying? Fish fillets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I can I can get attached to songs like this. Really appreciate the remorse. That was a song that I was going to I was going to frequently or I appreciated frequently when I listened to um the album. So whenever you do a review, typically you give a um a rating. <sighs> you know, they say like in the in like when I listen to UK music, they be like nobody rates you, like nobody like gives you a rating because like you just don't you don't rate. You're not, you know what I'm saying? It's not you're a person that's just not resonating enough to even get a rating. Respectfully, that's how I feel about this album. I just feel like it doesn't rate. Like, I feel like it's just like, I, when I, I my shoulder, I, my shoulder just shrugs. So I'm like, if I had to put a number, like if I had to put a number, also one of the things that I do also when I, um, when I listen to an album, I think about how I think it's going to age. Now, obviously, I'm, this it's a prediction. I don't know how it's going to age and things of that nature, like, for sure. But I don't think this album is going to age well, really, at all. You know what I'm saying? I don't think three years from now, in 2024, I don't think we're going to be listening to uh, Certified Lover Boy. You know what I'm saying? Other than the hardcore fans of Drake, the stands of Drake. Like, I like battle rap. So like they just did um the Civil War card, had Loso with Twerk on it, had Lady Caution versus Coffee, you know what I'm saying? A couple other bad I think it was um Lou Castro versus Jack Boy was on there. Now I don't pay for the app for my you know what I'm saying, I don't wanna get into all that. Like I paid for the app for a long time. Not really a fan of the app really at all. So I, I watch battles on Reddit. 
so even if I'm saying on that to say I like I have the ability to watch battles for free. I watch battles for free maybe once. I'm not watching a lot, like I'm not watching 90% of battles. When the Summer Madness card uh, comes out, there'll be one of the few times where I watch the entire card. I'm not a fan of, well, like I'm a fan of battle rap, but I'm not an uber fan of it where I was like, excuse me, where I watch all the battles, I'm watching the battles more than once, more than two times, you know what I'm saying, et cetera, et cetera. Like battles are just not quality enough to one, watch all the different types. It's, it's too many battlers. I don't want to say it's too many battlers, but it's too many battlers that are not rewatchable or even watchable one time. You know what I'm saying? And even if I watch the battle one time, I'm I'm more than likely not going to go back and watch it again unless it's like like when the John John Surf come out, I'm going to watch it when it come out on, on, the, on the day when the, when the car goes down, then I'm going to go back and watch it again. Might watch two, might watch three times. Move versus read, I might do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even a fan of Surf. But I know that with this battle with John John and Surf, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great battle. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Barring a, a choke from Surf, it's going to be a great battle. So when it, when it comes out, he's going to have great material. So when it comes out, I'm going to watch it. Like I said, I might watch it two more times after that. But that's not what the majority of battle rap is for me. So when I'm when I say that about aging well, if you a Drake fan, you might go back and listen to Race My Mind Day or uh Girls One Girls. You might go back and listen to these type of songs. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying I don't think we're gonna be I don't think the culture is really gonna be listening to and referencing this album years down the line. I don't think it's gonna age very well. You know what I'm saying? If I had to rate it, and again, I don't really have a number I did after the first listen, but as I got into it, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was dwindling for me. You feel what I'm saying? Yo, I got it at like a three or four out of 10. In my, in my heart of hearts, I really have it at like a two or three out of 10. There are a lot of bad songs on here. There are a lot of bad questionable, questionable bars on this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just not quality. Um, and that that really, really and truly, that's really where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? I was I was looking forward to listening to what he would had to offer. I like I said, I really appreciated the songs like Fountains with Thames. You know what I'm saying? Even um, I mean, I really like the Remorse, Only Live Twice. Um, in too deep. I, I think I skipped over that song. That yo, the melody of that. I mean, it, it was cool. It was good. I, I I liked it. You know what I'm saying? The the Houston thing, that that sound. I, yo, it's cool. I rock with that. As a project, man, I was just not a fan. I think the second time I listened to it, I had to turn it off after the first four songs. I think only the third time, and I was doing a route for Amazon where I actually listened to the whole album literally straight through from one one to the end of the album. I had to ask a question is because you know, I had to ask because the bars on this album were highly questionable. 
had to ask bros, I'm like, yo, was Drake a lyricist? My answer that after breaking it down, looking at him juxtaposed to the lyricist in the game, I'm like, no, hell no. And then somebody tweeted, Drake is a legendary artist, but not a hip hop artist because nobody's really going to have him in their top five hip hop. I, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that because he just doesn't strike enough or he doesn't check enough boxes. Shout out to Royce. He doesn't check enough boxes in the hip hop category for me to have him in that um, in that type of conversation. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, if somebody put Drake in the top five, yo, it's really just about the popularity. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully. You know what I mean? Because he just doesn't. What about Drake's game? Or what about what Drake does is really good on a real level? And somebody... If, is somebody um, really going to... you talking about the best dishes of all time. Are you going to say a number two for McDonald's? No. Come on, man. We're not even being realistic at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're really talking about artistry. And again, I'm just going to say it real respectfully. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to come at how a, a artist makes you feel. Like there was a there was a, a Caucasian individual on Twitter that was like he was like tearing up. I'm not. I'm not mocking this person. I, I really empathize. He was like he was tearing up a little bit. He was like, man, this Drake album made me feel like I, I was 15 again. You know what I'm saying? I felt that. I could yo. I could. I could see that. That's very. That's very personal. I'm not. I respect that. But when we you know, we being honest, like, come on, man. So, yeah, maybe I might have somebody that really was a fan of the album come on to talk about it. But that was really my take on it. I don't necessarily really rate it. If I had to give it a rating, I would say, and I like to use street, uh, uh, I say street fighter, but fighting game terms to like, this was a D tier album. It's a D tier. I was to give it a two or three out of 10, you know what I'm saying? And especially, like I said, even compared to Drake, it wasn't great, which I kind of hear that frequently. Like that was Brothers was saying on the Joe Budden podcast. Also, um, in relationship to all the other music that's out there right now, and if we're talking about in the hip-hop genre only, I mean, we got Nas album, we got Little Sims, we got Dave, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there that really have put out great bodies of work this year in the hip hop category, and this doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't rate. So, I mean, yeah, man, you guys can follow me, man, on Twitter at TechBuilding Pod, also on YouTube, TechBuilding Network, man. We could talk about it. I, I like to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I've been feeling like people, I don't know, people don't like to talk to me about things. They kind of just be like, maybe I, I come off as a know it all, maybe my energy is not, um, inviting i don't know you know what i'm saying but we could talk about it I'm, I'm down for the dialogue you know what i mean but yeah that that's really how i felt about it um hopefully we get another offering from drake but like i said if you drop an album with all songs that sound like fountains i'm gonna be a big fan of that i already know i'm gonna be a big fan of that because that's, that's gonna be great you know what i mean but yeah next we got coming up we got the donda review um we'll get into that 
So yeah, I like to thank anybody that stuck around to the end of this uh, episode for sure. I appreciate all the support. And man, it's been another episode of the Tech Building Podcast when the devil tries to keep you down. You always show up with the strategy, man. Peace and blessing, everybody.